Hi, I'm Brandy Rowe, and I'm super passionate about helping women embody their inner and outer beauty, which is why I created this podcast, Sinking Beauty, designed to educate and empower you to transform the way you feel and live by tuning into the rhythm of your hormonal cycle. Over the next eight episodes, I'll guide you through each phase of your cycle and teach you how to cycle sync to unlock your body's hidden wisdom, allowing you to take better care of yourself, create work you love, and express yourself with more ease and confidence. Now, if you're anything like me, you've been on a lifelong journey to figure out how to feel confident and connected to your body. And after four years of working with my cycle, I know without a doubt, cyclical living is the piece we've been missing. So get cozy and listen in as I share this sacred map to embody our beauty from the inside out. Hello, welcome to episode three of Sinking Beauty. I'm your host, Brandy Rowe. And today we are going to talk about how to integrate what we learned last week in episode two about the energy of the menstrual phase and how we can partner with it in our day-to-day life. And before we dig into the details of that piece, what I really want you to hear from me is that cyclical living is meant to be a help and not a hindrance. So I know that this can be a lot of information. It sounds like a lot of stuff that you need to be doing. What I want you to know is this is not another thing to add to your to-do list that is going to make you feel crappy if you don't do it. Okay, cyclical living is here to support you so you live in rhythm with your body instead of against it. We want to lean into doing things in flow instead of going against the current. Now, in a lot of ways, it's a mindset shift from what we've grown up hearing or being taught about life in our bodies. And for me, I'm not sharing cyclical living with you because it's, quote, a cool hack or to make you more, quote, productive. That is certainly a byproduct of this lifestyle. But my heart for cyclical living is really about learning to partner with our bodies and their unique and miraculous design. You were designed to live and flow with your body. And I know that sometimes our culture and the way that our society is set up makes it feel like that is an impossibility. But I don't believe that has to be true. I think we can find ways to partner with our body and to change our culture by making these changes within ourselves first. So here are some things I want you to keep in mind as you're integrating these practices into your lifestyle. First, take your time and let it evolve. As a recovering perfectionist, I will say, no one is handing out any points for doing this or anything perfectly. So seek connection with your body above everything else. And I believe if you get quiet and listen to your intuition, it can show you where to start. So pick one of these things that we talk about today, keep it simple and observe what happens. See if anything changes. And that leads me to number two, which is to take this knowledge and do what works for you, for your personality and for your lifestyle. This is not a one size fits all experience. And also know that if you're used to being in that go, go, go mode all the time, This is going to be an adjustment. So give yourself grace. Let it take you out of your comfort zone. 
and see what arises and maybe notice what beliefs are coming up around rest and asking for help, which can be pretty prevalent in this phase in particular when you have to slow down. And lastly, remember that at the heart of cyclical living is recognizing and acknowledging the connection to your body and to your design, to your power and your wisdom. It's all about living in that state of connection and awareness where in the past, we've likely been taught to ignore, numb, or disassociate. Kate Northrup has this mantra in her book and also her Do Less Planner, which is a cyclical living planner. I highly recommend you and check out if you love planning. But she says, body first, business second. Body first, business second. And to me, that is really a reminder for us to prioritize the care of our body and its rhythm before anything else. Now, you could easily replace business with a laundry list of things that you nurture before taking care of yourself. It's so easy to fall into putting ourselves last, right? But the old adage that you can't pour from an empty cup is true. So I want to encourage you to carve out the time to care for yourself and your needs first and regularly. And not only will you feel better and have more energy, but your family, your kids, your partner, friends, and colleagues will be able to connect more deeply with you when you have the energy and the capacity to be present with them. Okay, now that we're all clear on that, let's get started on how to integrate the menstrual phase into your daily life. Now, if you remember from last week's episode, the energy of the menstrual phase is the same as the new moon. So if you're not bleeding or having a regular period for any reason, you will want to use the moon as your guide. So there are a ton of apps out there where you can track the moon cycle. I'll link a couple in the show notes. But if you don't want to deal with an app, you could also just pull out your phone, calendar, Google what the new and the full moon are, and use a little emoji to mark on your calendar. If you'll recall, the themes of the menstrual phase are rest, reflection, and release. Now, in order to nurture ourselves and our beauty, which you'll recall in episode one, I defined as the alignment of our inner and outer self-expression. We have to spend some time planning and becoming aware of what we need. So during the menstrual phase, you're going to want some alone time. So this requires some planning, right? To check your calendar before your period or the new moon arrives to see what you have going on and what kind of help and support you may need from your partner or your family or a friend. Now, again, a reminder, do not hear me say that you have to stop your life for three to seven days while you're on your period. But I want you to be mindful of the energetic shift that's happening in your body and see where you can carve out some alone time or some downtime where you're not constantly on the move. What we really need to dive into in this phase of our cycle is reflection and evaluation of our life. All right, so here are the self-care practices to nurture your beauty during the menstrual phase. First up is spending some time alone. You want to reflect over the past month. Now, personally, I love journaling a lot, just generally, but especially in this phase. Now, if you remember from last week, this is the time your brain is primed for intuition and insight. 
So take some space to tune into your mind and your heart. Some questions you could ask yourself. What went well over the past month? What are you proud of yourself for? What did you learn? Did you notice any patterns or beliefs that aren't serving you anymore coming up? What do you need to let go of? I use these questions and others in a ritual that I do every month during this phase, which I'm going to break down for you later on in this episode. All right. Second is movement or exercise. In this phase, you want to be gentle and slow. So walking or yin yoga are a great idea. So this is not the time to get sweaty, to do high impact hit workouts. When you're on your period, keep it slow and gentle. You can get outside, maybe go to your favorite park, take a walk and just enjoy the beauty of nature. All right. So when it comes to your skincare routine and regimen during this phase, you're going to want to focus on hydration. And that's because the lack of estrogen can cause your skin to lack moisture. Here are some things you can do about that. Obviously, you could up your water intake or you can use a heavier moisturizer. You could also use a hydrating mask, drink some herbal teas. And lastly, one of my favorites, take an Epsom salt bath. That's also just very relaxing. You could also throw in some essential oils in there, flower petals, light a candle, just make it very restful and relaxing. All right. Now, when it comes to food in this phase, you'll want to avoid sugar and caffeine, especially if you experience PMS symptoms. Now, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a doctor or a hormone expert. So if you are experiencing experiencing symptoms, please talk to a holistic and functional medicine practitioner or doctor. You could also pick up Elisa Vitti's books, Woman Code and In the Flow, or download her app. She has very specific protocols on healing your cycle. All right, another way you could give yourself some space and margining your schedule during your period is to food prep a couple days before your cycle. And that way you really aren't having to cook very much or at all during that week and you can give yourself some extra space. You could also just plan to order takeout, delegate that responsibility to someone else in your house or eat out. Another thing I love to do during this time is to really create cozy space, you know, like a nook in my room or on the couch, just to grab a blanket, light some candles, grab a book, and really cocoon. The overall idea here during this phase is that you want to offer yourself as much space, peace, and quiet as you can internally and externally. All right, that covers the self-care part of beauty, but what about your self-expression during this time? Well, when it comes to your creativity, this phase is the time to gather ideas, to brainstorm, to reflect and listen to your intuition. It's not the time to begin a new project or share something out into the world. Remember, this is winter energy. The action is inward and underground. Kate Northrup calls this the fertile void. Now at work, similar ideas will apply. This will be a great time to evaluate the past month, to look back over your planner, see if you notice any patterns. You could ask yourself some questions like, do I like what I'm working on? Does something need to change? Uh, This is also a great time to analyze data and listen to your gut. So if you can do it, take a personal day 
And if not, then just make sure you're taking frequent breaks because like we said before, your energy will be lower. When it comes to your relationship energy, as we mentioned before, the focus is primarily going to be inward. And I know that that can be really challenging, especially if you're a mom or a business owner or both. It is hard to ask for and receive help, but know that you deserve it. Kate Northrup says to practice asking for help early and often. And I really like that because we do have to make it a practice then. And it really does take a village, you know, to raise kids, to have a family, to run a business, all the things that we do in the world. So practice asking your village for support when you need it. And even if the time that you get to set aside for yourself, your kids are at home, you can send them off, you know, if they're old enough, uh, to entertain themselves. And then you can, you know, go in your room or find a quiet place to take some of this time for yourself. What is that quote? Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I think that's really the energy we're after here is to take some space. It doesn't have to be perfect space. And we can, you know, strive to get more, take more and more of it as we go. But just start where you are and start small. All right, the last thing I want to share with you today, which honestly has been one of the most impactful parts of cyclical living for me, is the ritual I mentioned earlier in this episode. Now, it's a three-day ritual. Don't let that overwhelm you. (laughs) But that just means that there is something to do daily for three days in a row. I first learned this ritual in the women's circle I mentioned in episode one. And while I don't practice it exactly as I learned it, I've taken its framework and created my own version that works for me. So I want to share that with you today and give you those components so that you can build something meaningful for you. Now, it can be very emotional or personal. It's definitely spiritual. And some of it may sound strange, but I want to invite you to be open and stay curious to see if there is something for you in this practice. All right, so on day one of your period where you're fully bleeding, you want to set aside some time to create a little ceremony for yourself. And you're going to take the questions that you've thought about or journaled about leading up to your period, and you want to look over them. And then from that, you're going to write down a few things. So first will be three things that you want to celebrate about yourself and how you showed up over the past month. Second, you want to write down any wisdom or intuition that came to you or something you feel like you really learned. And third, you're going to write down what you want to surrender, release, and let go of. Now, this could be from the previous month or anything that's happened over your lifetime where you feel like you're holding on to the energy or the emotions of an event could be a trauma, a relationship, a lie, a belief you have about yourself. It could also be something that was good or positive that has happened in the past, but a season has ended and you're holding on and you need to let go so you can create something new in your life. Now, I often write this down in letter form or as a prayer. And once you've written everything down or you have a sense of those things and you just want to, you can just articulate them. You can think of creating a a release ritual or a ceremony for yourself. And this can look so many different ways. 
Now, this ritual is a beautiful metaphor of what is happening in our physical body as we're shedding blood. So some of the things I've done, I will make a fire and then I will read aloud all those things that I wrote down. And then as I finish reading out the things that I want to let go of, I burn the paper. If I can't get outside, the weather isn't nice or it's too cold, whatever the case may be, I've often done the same thing, but with a glass of water. And then I pour the glass of water into a plant. Now, as I was originally taught this ritual, it's something that actually tribal women have been doing for thousands of years. And the way that they do it is by going outside, like I mentioned earlier, and instead of burning something or pouring out the water, they would actually bleed onto the ground, onto the earth as part of their ceremony when they spoke out their releases. Now, listen, I know that that can sound really odd and out there, but I think it's really beautiful and powerful. And whether that's something you choose to do or not, it doesn't matter. It's symbolic. So the intention is what matters. Now, this ceremony was created to help women let go and surrender of what isn't life-giving every month. So just as the lining of the uterus sheds, so we shed what is taking up dead space inside of us. So this ceremony is a way to honor where we've been and to create space for what is to come. And there is definitely more detail and history I could go into here, but I don't want to overwhelm you. And as I was outlining this episode, I thought, you know what, actually teaching a workshop would be the best way to really unpack this so you can get into all the richness and the history and just the beauty that it holds. So if that's something that interests you, just let me know. I'm going to try to put that together in the next month. Okay, so that was day one of the ritual. And honestly, that part is the most intensive. Now, day two is really just a day about nurturing yourself and really upping your self-care. When you do this release ceremony, you're letting go of a lot of things. You're releasing a lot of energy, and that may honestly make you pretty tired. So you want to do something for yourself that next day that really relaxes you and fills you up. So that might be watching your favorite movie or having a glass of wine and a good conversation with a friend, going to get a massage or a pedicure. It doesn't really matter what it is as long as it is nurturing to you. Okay, and for the last day, day three, it is a meditation for the month ahead. Now, a lot of times people think about meditation sitting, and that is the way that it was originally taught to me, is doing this meditation outside. But I found for me what works better is a walking meditation. So I will set aside some time and go outside to my, one of my favorite trails. And before I start the walk, I just set an intention and I ask my body and my spirit, what do you want to create and bring to life this month? So then I just set out for my walk and I just listen for any ideas or inspirations or insights that come up. And then I like to write them down in the notes app of my phone. And I'll use that as a guide as I'm planning or thinking about creative projects or people I want to collaborate with or meetings or relationships I want to develop, whatever for the month ahead based on what I heard during that walking meditation. All right, ladies, <laughs> I know that was a lot of information. 
But remember what I said at the top of the show, go slow, let it evolve and pick one thing to do that will foster self-care and connection to your body. Because that's what this is all about. Learning to live in rhythm with our needs. Now, as we wrap up today's episode, I just want to remind you to give yourself a lot of time and space when it comes to learning about how to interact with all the moving pieces of your cycle, especially the menstrual phase, because honestly, it is the densest, like there's a lot happening there. And I think compared to all the other three, you're, you're going to have a lot less to learn going forward is what I'm getting at. So we got kind of like the densest, most complicated one done up front. And from here on out, it should be a lot more simple. So just give yourself grace, space to learn what resonates for you and what you want to leave behind. So thank you for listening and for sharing and for leaving reviews on iTunes and Spotify. If you haven't done that yet and you've enjoyed this podcast, I would so appreciate you doing that. I really believe in the power of cyclical living and I want women across the world to wake up to the magical design of their bodies. Thank you for being a part of that. I'll leave you with these beautiful words by Emily Dickinson. Beauty be not caused. It is chase it and it ceases chase it not and it abides remember no matter what season of life you're in you are right on time be kind to yourself today i'll see you next time